Blog Talk Radio. Peace is. 
save the Republic. Our fathers appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. Our fathers said they would treat all men equal. When they did not, heaven saw. Heaven saw. Our fathers fought each other and paid a great price. Father Abe kept the Union, but not the Republic. We forgot the Republic and placed our trust in man and suffer oppression. We appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. God saved the Republic. Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today. All right, everybody, how you doing tonight? Oh, yeah, well, late night tonight. Well, big news out there. Lots of big news going on. Um, a little common sense here. Uh, we got the uh, Nancy Pelosi confirms General Miley treason. Oh, boy. We got some big news out there. But first, I want to make an announcement here out there. Everyone this weekend, we need to support our United States military, of course, support our military, uh, the backbone of the people, the backbone of our country. They will be out in force holding up signs this weekend, supporting of the republic, the republic for the United States of America. And we need to support all aspects of our military and our country. And... We do not need this vaccine, folks. This vaccine is a scam. It's a lie. It's a fraud. It's a fraud. We don't need this vaccine. We don't know what's in it. We don't know what these people have planned. The military does not want... They're being forced to take this vaccine. We must support the military. Support our military no matter what happens in the next few weeks, whatever happens in the next month. Always support your military. Listen to what I'm saying. They are the backbone of our country. We have Chinese troops surrounding America. Okay? Fact. Pay attention. I'm telling you right now. You can look it up for yourself. To, you know, do your own homework. But you have lots of things going on right now. Lots of stuff going around behind the scenes that the, the fake news puppets, the puppets aren't going to tell you. You got tracking Newsom's theft of the California recall election. Uh, you have um, oh, this is this is uh, just crazy what's going on out there. I mean, uh, trying to find the one about China. Uh, you got uh, China. Oh boy, uh, why did General Miley make a deal with China ahead of the 220? Uh, okay, I mean, this is just kind of crazy. That's why the Chinese is out, 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 they're all um, off the coast there of Alaska there. That's what's going on. Well, you need to pay attention. Canada adopts Chinese social credit system. The devil is overplaying his hand, folks. Let's get to um, get to this one right here. Let's see what we got going on here. Let's uh, play this one right here. We'll get to the news here. And then when I got something good, where you guys will like this one at the end here. You guys will love this one. So stay tuned. Understand the times which we live today. So far, 
You gotta go read at Infowars.com the transcript to General Lee. I want to assure you that the American government is stable. Everything is gonna be okay. We are not going to keep us under any kind of operation. We fight sides and no one other call us out. We fight no one. No, we're in control of them. We didn't even share them on the freaking TV anymore. And what that means in the hours of freezing is that spirit from the left. This is an operating procedure. I know the Chinese believe that the Secretary of State meetings.
And I have a lot of Catholic friends, and I know this, in fact, they believe all that. And they are going to be saved. They're going to be raptured, even though they believe in the rapture. They're going to be raptured. Uh, they just change their notes, and they're being raptured, and it'll uh, be great. Well, I want to say, uh, today I've got some stuff that I wanted to cover with you, and then the Lord told me to cover something else. <laughs> so far, so and when I wanted to talk about it, I'm going to talk about it, uh, and uh, you know, in Iran, I've been uh, making deals behind the scenes. And that's something I was going to talk about today. Uh, and it is interesting. And it's something that you know, maybe it's still time doing Maybe next month we'll talk about it because we're still going to see how this all shakes out. And the Iranian people are very much opposed to making a deal with, with China because it makes them sort of subservient to the Chinese. But it gets them out of the trouble that our sanctions have caused on our land. And it's sort of leaving um, uh, sort of a, a hole. Uh, one of the United States and Biden is making, trying to, you know, make the Iran deal, deal come back and the nuclear issues. So there's a lot of stuff percolating there. We were going to talk a little bit about that ship that got stuck um, in the Suez Canal. And, um, and also in conspiracy theories um, that um, may or may not have anything to do with. Prophecy, but, um, but it, it, it does kind of contribute to all this trouble in the world. Did you know that there were 350 ships backed up? Talk about a traffic jam. Giant ships backed up because one ship was stuck, and, and it really cost those nations involved their billions and billions and billions of dollars. And so some people think it was intentional to cause trouble. Uh, but and there is trouble all around the world, whether you're talking about you know, the state, the um, state of Hormuz or the Suez Canal when you're talking about the um, Islamic attack in Mozambique just a couple of days ago. It was horrible, horrible beheadings. Uh, ISIS is alive and well in Mozambique. But there's all kinds of global um, things that we could, and probably more well next time, we'll see, talk about. But, um, but as I've been kind of talking about this, this evening, uh, there's some things that I wanted us to kind of uh, think about that have more to do with uh, a worldview that's being adopted. And it's not new, but I thought we'd do a little, little deeper dive into it. Let's get our Bibles out. We'll start uh, with Jesus. That's always a good place to start, wouldn't you say? Matthew chapter 24. And let's, let's pray one more time. Lord, how we thank you um, for your word. And I pray that now as we look into the word, that you give us an application and understanding. Lord, that you uh, would be glorified as we consider your, your perfect word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 24, that classic uh, answering of the question, when's the end of the world going to happen? What's going to look like? And I learned Matthew 24, 3. It says, and as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said, And I'm preaching that no man deceives you. Now, the very first thing Jesus says, we always find that it's interesting that when you talk to somebody and you ask them a question, what's the very first thing that comes out of his mouth? Because I think oftentimes that's the most important thing you're going to hear, whatever they first say. Uh, but especially if you're Jesus, because Jesus is perfect. And so he, he starts out his whole red letter section here with that, be careful of the idea that no man deceives you. The idea? Deception is on the way. Watch out for deception. 
That's a real key fact, especially when we're talking about the last days and, and the end times. Um, so it takes, it takes in a romantic scene, which are many so come in my name saying, I am Christ, or Messiah is the word there, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you be not troubled. For all of these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Now, most of the things here were reminded to not be troubled. But I hope that the reading prophecy updates, that we don't land on your heart being troubled. I know everyone in this room, everybody watching your online, I know that we all are wired a little differently. Uh, I hear this, um, it's not unusual for husbands and wives to be on totally separate pages on this. Historic and didn't even actually exist anymore. 
So 500 years ago, I, I had maybe erroneously followed non-Lutheran eschatology, which was more than Amulet, unless you during the tribulation period. So the false prophet comes on the scene, and he's sort of like the closer version of the Holy Spirit. And what did the Holy Spirit do? Jesus said, when you leave, the Holy Spirit was the comforter is going to come and point you to me. He will glorify me, Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Well, guess what? The false prophet comes during the tribulation period, and he will glorify Antichrist. And uh, so we have kind of a similar deal here. So he uh, will cause all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bad, to receive a mark in the temple. So people say, it must be all. But I believe it's in. The preposition is important uh, there. Uh, he will receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might by ourselves say, see the head, the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, or the number of the man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Um, or, you know, the King James puts it that way, but it's the number 666. And um, uh, just like the amount of shoes, what, what's his name? Phil, uh, so, so, uh, it's just to be weird. Let's go again. See, you're just playing that stuff. People, there's a, there's a condition. Hey, it's hilarious that Mark and the Beast, number 666, and it's going to be blind. But what is Revelation 13, 16, 18 telling us? That there's coming a time where there's going to be a cashless society. And the way that you're buying and selling is by having this mark in your forehead or in your hand. Now, for years, you know, we've tried to figure out what's this going to look like. I remember when I went to Preacher of Suicide and Might Just Be a UBC court, you know, where they scan your forehead. Um, and, uh, and that made some sense. Like, you have a number and it'll be a barcode on your forehead. And when you go to the grocery store, you go to the store, you have any Cheerios, there's my, you know, potato test. You know, as you scan your head, uh, it'll be great. And we were saying, hey, what a brilliant idea. You know, people lose their credit cards, they get their wallets stolen. But this is tricky to steal someone's wallet. It's kind of tricky to their forehead. And this is suspicious. You know, it's like there was someone saying, oh, hold on. Now, the third side, the coming, you know, of this mark of the beast 
know, the Bible says that no man will buy or sell, save the name of the market. And if you think about the logistics of that, um, that would be problematic. You're living in this world, and there's no way for you to buy or sell something. And this is where I think the conditioning starts even right now. You know, right now, there's discussions about things you can't do and things you can do because we have villainized it. And I say immunization is the American way. I'm saying for hundred times tonight. I'm saying we're starting to sell and acquaint it. They're talking about how they're going to have you know this, this uh, you know, passport. Um, and if you have the passport, then you'll be able to fly and you'll be able to go into certain stores. But without that passport, unless you've been immunized, you can't go to school and you can't go shopping and you can't do this. And so. To me, it's just, again, a traditional of a culture of people that wants to say that's our own private business, whether we've been immunized or not. Now, people are saying, get rid of the passport so that I can shop and still buy and, and go where I want to go. It's interesting, you know, to watch how politicized the whole coronavirus thing is. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get into the legitimacy or the illegitimacy of the whole thing, but, you know, uh, you know, different states and the way they're handling it. When we were not in Arizona, as we have to people could tell us about masks, the other half were thinking you're a murderer if you don't have your mask on. And uh, we go in the stores, you know, and, and, uh, and you can tell if the store was, you know, a mask store or a non-mask store. And, um, and I went in this one in Sedona, um, which is kind of a new age in the town here. Uh, if you've been to Sedona, it's pretty much like I saw where, where I went to college. Um, a lot of scientists and crystals and all this weird stuff. But um, I went out of this one shop and this Indian, American Indian lady was behind the counter uh, working in. And uh, I found that she wasn't wearing a mask. And I thought, oh, good. <laughs> and I ripped her mask up. You know, I, I didn't know she was watching, but she kind of she said, hey, you got my message, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. Um, and, that, and this idea of the masks is sort of a badge of compliance. And, and, and whether it's legitimately helpful to, you know, I know that half of you think, you know, not right now, but maybe online, half of the people uh, uh, would say, um, you know, you're a millionaire if you're not wearing a mask, and it's just a climate, and you're doing your part, it's, it's loving and trying to wear a mask. I understand all those arguments. Um, because a lot of people are saying, no, the mask is not really that helpful. Um, and, um, and there's evidence uh, either way, and, and people that are open to crazy about that, that uh, he has no magic. But, uh, but largely, um, I believe this whole uh, compliance and just mindless compliance. You know, I saw a doctor uh, talking the other day on a, um, a thing that got canceled, by the way. Um, how he agreed with everything Dr. Anthony Fauci said about the coronavirus and masks. Up to a certain point, Fauci was saying, you know, you don't need to wear a mask, and this is really just a, a, a tough flu, it's all going to be okay. Fauci's first words, and even I was quoting from the CDC's original pages uh, that said stuff about how the flu, you know, after all, you wear a mask because the flu virus is smaller than a mask, and blah, blah, blah. The old CDC stuff. But, as, 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 and then suddenly, around somewhere, Fauci totally changed his message. Uh, what happened? That's the big question. Like, why did Fauci suddenly do it about face on what the coronavirus was, and should masks be worn? And there's all kinds of speculation, and we don't really know why Fauci did it about face. Um, but he sure seems to be relishing the same and fortune. And 
Star PlayStation credit back for the one who created the vaccine, which is interesting. I don't think he had much to do with it. But, um, but all I have to say, this is this narrative that I think it, it shows how people can just kind of accept stuff. And, 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 uh, and this is what's going to happen. Google Clouds, it says, you want make small rate rich reports. It's free and done. Everybody's going to have to do this. It's not going to be discerning between the, the wealthy or the uh, poor or the, the powerful or the paper. Uh, he's going to make everyone do this, according to Revelation 13. Now, this is interesting because um, uh, the Hanford uh, Post, there's an article um, that says the COVID-19 vaccine passports may eventually be needed to get into stadiums, concerts, and other venues. The contract doesn't come to Connecticut, uh, but here's how it could play out. This article uh, uh, is kind of interesting because um, People are concerned about this, this passport and what it's going to do and what it's going to mean. Um, in New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo has embraced a digital verification platform called Acacia Pass. You get it on your iPhone uh, and you can get it in all the places, uh, making New York the first state in the country to formally endorse a vaccine passport. And Israel, it's called Israel's Green Pass. You have to have one of these to get uh, where you want to go now. And I've got mixed reports from my friends in Israel. Some people say, well, you can go anywhere you want. You don't need to pull out the green passport. But technically, uh, you're supposed to have one of these. And um, more than 80% of Israelis in, in, in Israel have been vaccinated. More than 80%. And you think they'd be able to do it because the CDC talks about 80% being that mark that brings us to herd immunity and where suddenly we can be masked and go on to life as, as Usual. But for some reason in Israel, they're not doing that. Um, and uh, we don't have to use this green piece uh, more basically in the future. There's still in my mind a question, but it allows vaccinated residents to access some places that aren't open to the general public, unless you have you know, this past, like gyms, hotels. Um, and the European Union is also working on vaccination uh, passports to permit citizens to travel between their countries and stuff like that. Now, that same passport is uh, basically, here's what it gets, gets a little sketchy, and this is the posturing and the condition. And, uh, and don't get me wrong, I've traveled a lot in my life. Um, when I was younger, I, I got to, to a lot of traveling for missionary work and stuff. I used to have to get immunizations to be in Africa. I remember when I went to Africa the first time, I got like six shots. And then in my passport, I had to have a card that showed all the shots that I had. So, and this isn't completely new, and it didn't freak me out then. But so you said, what's the difference between that? Right when you had your yellow fever and gamma globulin and all the other shots that you had. I don't know what they're talking about. The crazy stuff. Bad, not just this, probably. I bet they told me. So people are really excited about this. Uh, but here's the thing. There's a little different sort of notion of tournaments with this one. The, the, the passport, it's not just for you to travel to Africa. It's for you to go to the movie theater. It's for you to go shopping. It's for you to get into a gym to go work out. Uh, and it starts to look, and, and again, this might sort of be a conspiracy theory, it starts to look like the equivalent of a social credit system. 
you have the vaccine passport and the software that they're using to employ to, to track people, contact trace, know where people have been. This passport will track you as well as let you in and out of places. It's, it's the same thing like China is in the social credit system. Um, it's, it's the same platform, by the way. It's the exact same platform that China uses to track its citizens. When you're a good citizen in China, you get a boost. You know, when you're a bad citizen, opportunities get closed to you. For example, your child doesn't get into a college, or you don't get that job, or the promotion. If you're a person who, you know, um, is saying things that are contrary to the communist China regime, you know, uh, then you become a bad and you'll be just pushed down. And if you're a good citizen, you'll be sort of exalted. Um, and it's, it's a social credit system that China currently employs. And could it be that this is conditioning for the world to sort of run into the idea of attacking us anyway? I mean, I feel like a lot of us have already kind of catered to the world tracking and knowing. I mean, how many times have you get a new thing on your iPhone and there's that agreement statement? I don't even really read through those agreement statements. You know, but what you do is you get the, I'm going to get this out. Oh, yeah, oh, here's the agreement. That's what you do. What are you? You can be agreeing to be from the United States of the Communist Party of China. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing. But we don't really understand about, you know, what privacy is. And a lot of it's because of the convenience. You get the iPhone dance for us and all these apps and programs and software. The convenience is that we're young ever. I'm not that important of a person. Uh, they can track whatever they want. They can see whatever they want. Uh, click, 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 and, and, and convenient. And we're, we've been conditioned to just accept jumping in and getting tracked and traced and people knowing our location. And, and uh, it's amazing how much, in a very short amount of time, uh, we have accepted this technology. Now, once this technology is fully rolled out, it can be adapted functionally to do so many other things. Um, some of these uh, aspects about this, and if you haven't watched uh, The Social Dilemma, it's, it's worth a watch. Um, and basically talks about the environment, uh, guys who started things like Facebook and Instagram, and we got a bit of things up and stuff, you know, the like button. You know, they're all saying, no, we didn't mean for it to become this, but, you know, these, these uh, um, places of social media and stuff, there's just really algorithms. It's not either people behind the curtain like the Wizard of Oz. It's, it's, it's a computer algorithm that sort of tracks everything you do and click and like. And it's, it's really to sort of track you for monetary purpose to know the things you like, the things you're talking about, the things you're interested in. And a lot of you have seen the way it works. Um, you, you, you know, you go, I don't know, I, I didn't know that it was listening to you. I know some of you are out there. Your phone's always listening to you. I do I do think that it's touchy. Like, I, I, I told Debbie and the kids as we were in Arizona, I, I worked by a store that had some watches, and I haven't had a watch for years, and I thought, they should get one of those watches, those G-Shop watches. And I just said that to each other, I said, man, I don't know, I'm a watch on this trip. And I said, yeah, let's go up and see, there were no watch shops. So I uh, really did. But guess what? My social media is just laid up with watch stuff.
taking advantage of that type of thing. But it's, it's, it's considered algorithms that are pretty much figuring out what you're into and what you're interested in. It doesn't even care if you're a conservative or a liberal or a progressive or a Christian or any of those things. It, 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 it just wants to know how to depict more stuff. It's the, uh, the giant tech companies, billions and billions and billions of dollars. Some secular experts, and I use the word secular because these aren't Christian conspiracy theorists, secular experts are raising concerns that these tech giants are becoming far too powerful. Um, and, and I think we had sort of sensed this a long time ago, but it, it's interesting that everybody started to say it, not just Christians. And these tech giants are, are pretty much knowing what you're doing and, and what you're into. And if this social passport or, uh, you know, this immunization passport starts to, you know, morph into other things, they can pretty much say whether you're a good citizen, a bad thing, whether you're complaining or not complaining, are you going to church with a mask with thousands of people, or are you, you know, uh, social distancing and where you're not, like, they're going to be able to kind of know exactly what your thing is, and you'll be called a good citizen or a bad citizen. And so they're saying these tech giants, uh, Amazon, Google, uh, all the social media uh, platforms, all this um, the fact, this is the way that the sexual uh, experts are going to become like gods. This is the internet that are going to be like gods and they'll control everyone and everything they do. And when you see a Christian, freaky, constantly wicked something about that, that is uh, people that are legitimately in the science of tech being concerned that these uh, um, companies have way too much power and they see the handwriting on the wall. So the exact same passport um, is, uh, is being talked about in very much uh, some places being uh, practiced today. And that same passport is 100% hypocritical, if you ask me, coming from those who oppose voter ID, for example. And that's what I'm going to Like, uh, you know, what do you do? But not really. Um, you know, you know, you know when the polls come and vote, um, but, you know, um, all of this has been entirely predictable. Everything that we've seen in this past year that's been predictable. I just think that it's all part of a conditioning and for us to some extent tracing, tracking, and a part of something that is to be at least I have an iPhone and I can play my fruit and or whatever. As long as we have our phones and iPhones and whatever, you know, all that stuff. But I certainly see on an article that was interesting, uh, Microsoft is an source and Oracle. Plan to develop a digital COVID vaccination passport. Um, but it's interesting that these big companies, Bill Gates, and Hannah Spindler, involved in some of these discussions in relation to the coronavirus. But you know, the key point in this article in the CNBC uh, that came out in January of this year, and, and they're, they're saying they're going to completely develop this digital vaccination passport, and it's developed by a health uh, group. Uh, and companies who uh, anticipated governments, airlines, and interference will soon start asking people for proof that they've been inoculated. Um, a coalition known as the Vaccination Credential Initiative, that's what they're calling it, the VCI, which includes Microsoft, Salesforce, Oracle, as well as Europe, Intercenter, Nonprofit, Mayo Clinic. Uh, all of this was announced uh, uh, January of this year. The VCI said it was going to technology that enables individuals to obtain an encrypted digital copy of their immunization credentials that can be stored in a digital wallet of their choice, such as Apple Wallet, 
but it's effective in place there moving in and through his church. Like I just mentioned, it's holding back the American East right now while there's, there's millions, maybe even billions of Christians on this planet are like, yeah, I don't take the mark of the beast. And uh, don't believe all this stuff that you're hearing. And don't tell for Satan's lies. But we're the ones who are holding back right now with the Holy Spirit in the church. So the mystery of iniquity in our is that we're only human rights holding back the church, the Holy Spirit, that are not being taken and taken in the world. That's the rapture of the church. And they saw that wicked be revealed. When will the wicked Antichrist be revealed when the church is taken out of the way? When the Lord himself had seen that the Spirit of his God is on the sign with the brightness of his coming. So when was the date seen in the Antichrist destroyed? It's the coming of Christ at the end of the tribulation. But the rapture of the church is not a coming of the Lord. We're going to meet him. The second coming of Christ is at the end of the tribulation where we're going to return with him uh, where he's going to rule and reign. So, that's why it's very soon in the main part. It's been considered the rapture, uh, somebody said, and then the Antichrist is going to be destroyed when he comes. And then the Antichrist um, is going to be destroyed. And again, this coming is after the working of Satan, with all power, and signs, and lying wonders. It's all the sinfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this class of God sent them strong blessing. It's one of the things we see in the Bible where people decide to reject God and not believe and believe in God. And then God says, okay, you're going to do that? Well, I'm going to make sure you do that. We see now all throughout the scripture, like Pharaoh. Remember, Pharaoh hardened his heart. Nine times it says, Pharaoh hardened his heart. And then Lord says, Pharaoh, I'm going to harden your heart even more still. Because you hardened your heart, I'm going to harden it still. Nine times it says, Pharaoh hardened his heart. Nine times it says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. That's what's going to happen to these people. The learning, the searching, the light, they're going to receive uh, not the light of the truth. Uh, they're in verse uh, the last part of this. And they're not receiving the light of the truth that they might be saved. And this cause God is just sending them strong delusion that they should believe in their eyes and that they might be damned who believe not the truth but have pleasure in unrighteousness. And uh, how many times in this verse do we see the deception part here that I'm talking about. Writing wonders and deceivableness, receiving not the truth um, or the love of the truth. Does the world love the truth today? There's a hatred toward the truth today. We're seeing this very, you know, Chris, I think that's what I'm very end times. I hope that's the title of the end times. And it's sad to see how our culture fits this mood uh, to a perfect king. You're going to have to see, um, is the world the end of deceiving, manipulating? One of the things we're seeing is a very Soviet Union, very communist China kind of thing, where the government means more than you know. And they want to control you. We have a lot of the people in our congregation, hundreds and hundreds of uh, former people that formerly lived in the former Soviet Union. Um, Ukrainians, Russians, and um, all of the Russian kids that they lived during the Soviet Union days, they all say, Brent, are you guys pretty? Don't you see what's happening here to America? We lived here because we wanted to get away from that. Right. All right, everybody. Late night tonight, Blog Talk Radio. I understand the time we live today. Um, real quick here, um, like I said, we touched base on this military here a little bit in the beginning, so I just want to play something about eight minutes long, and then we'll get ready to wrap up the podcast. 
All right. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Oh, see, breaking. Uh, no, no. <clears throat> I had it up here earlier. I should have played it right away when I had a chance. Uh, late night, I usually don't have too many live callers on the line, which is pretty, it's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> I guess uh, the governor out there in California will remain the governor from that's the breaking news that I'm getting right now. So, uh, I know California's a dump anyway. What's it really, what's going to, What's it? You know, what's it gonna turn out to be? Are you gonna save Hollywood? I doubt it. You know, um, California is is definitely. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful places in California. Don't get me wrong, but uh, for the most part, it's uh, it's got a lot of liberal strongholds. San Francisco definitely uh, devil's den. Um, we got the. I had something here for the Air Force, and I wanted to play it actually. So I don't know if I can get it up or not. But um, why is the media ignoring wrote now? Um, let's see a uh, video. A woman violently loses it over mask. Huh. There you go. That's a funny one for everybody. Uh, let's see. Um, majority of states against uh, U.S. officials warn polio-like illness. West Virginia governor drops bonds. Bombshell. Republicans told they are already voted. Democrats go to tell. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, here it is right here. 27 U.S. Air Force pilots. Here it goes. All right. Thanks for bearing with me. 27 U.S. Air Force pilots resign over COVID-19 vaccination. I'm talking about the most elite pilots in the U.S. Air Force, some of which are the only ones that are really trained to fly these aircraft, and now they're resigning. And so a lot of the active duty community and the veteran community are speaking out saying, folks, this, without these pilots working and without these aircraft,
this medical tyranny, this vaccine is only the beginning. And most Americans don't like it. Only the most brainwashed cultist members that would have been good Nazis are the ones that are liking this. 27 U.S. Air Force pilots resign over COVID-19 vaccination mandate. Folks, this is not good. We're talking about some of the most elite pilots in the U.S. Air Force, some of which are the only ones that are really trained to fly these aircraft, and now they're resigning. And so a lot of the active duty community and the veteran community are speaking out saying, folks, this, without these pilots working and without these aircraft commissionable, you can kiss Taiwan goodbye within the next month, which will just be more proof that it's China pulling the strings of Biden. Here's the USA Today, which, again, just, just, it's just total madness at this point. So all the vaccines are great, right? All wrong, according to USA Today. Vaccine alone, vaccines alone won't save us. We need data-driven mask mandates, too. Data-driven mask mandates? What data? There is no data. The data shows that masks don't work. So it's, so it's mandatory vaccines and mandatory masks forever. Forever. When is it end? When do we get to be free again? When do we get to live normal lives again? Never. Never with these people in charge. This is like they want us to have like some weird suicide compact with them or something. I don't want to fight in a civil war with you. I don't want to have to fight for my freedom. That's what our ancestors did. I'm supposed to live in a free country. I'm not supposed to be dealing with this tyranny. But, you know, there's always an individual that wants to get a fight. There's always an individual that just wants to get punched in the mouth, wants to taste his own blood, wants to go to the hospital. Seriously, that, that's a real psychological complex. That's what goes to suicide Like, they want us to sign on to some weird suicide death call talk with them. We're not interested. We don't want this. We want freedom. We want prosperity. We want life. Everything you hate, apparently. You're a modern-day leftist. Supposed to see you a Nazi in modern American history. They also have this big lie that there's already mandates without exemptions just to go to schools. No, that's actually a lie. There's another one of these maps going around. Non-medical state exemptions from school immunization requirements 2021. And it's actually most states do not. Uh, Most states have non-medical exemptions for uh, immunization in schools. So that's just another lie that the left is telling you. That's all they do. They don't even, they don't even know facts or information or anything. They just, they just go with what could have said, what feels good. Los Angeles mandates vaccines for students 12 and older, and California is one of the few states that does not have non-medical exemptions for full immunization requirements. Really sad. Really sad that in California, children are subjected to such a medical tyranny the likes of which Hitler wishes he had this type of medical tyranny. Anti-vaxxer New York City court officer dies of COVID-19. Now, it's really sad how they celebrate when people die of COVID if they're not vaccinated. They never cover the stories of the vaccinated people dying from COVID, which is actually higher numbers than those unvaccinated. But see, there's a, there's a lie that lives beneath all of these stories when they celebrate if somebody that's not vaccinated dies of COVID. Folks, they don't get treatment. Nobody ever tries to save them. It's like the husband of my guest that I had on yesterday in that emotional interview. You go into a hospital with COVID, it's a death sentence. So 
the individual here that died, he was 63 years old, nobody ever tried to give him actual treatment. No ivermectin, no hydroxychloroquine and zinc or vitamin D or Regeneron or any of the stuff that's been proven to work. They just take in, they tell you, did you take the vaccine? Well, no, now you're just going to have to get your lungs blown out and die on a ventilator in a couple weeks. And that's what they do. And then the media and the left celebrates it like, see, ha-ha, another unvaccinated person died of COVID. You never gave them treatment. You never gave them a chance to live, you bastards. Fauci made the virus in a Chinese military lab, you bastards. And you think it's funny? You think it's funny that people are dying? But they'll never cover the people that die of COVID that have the vaccine, which is actually higher numbers. They'll never show you the clip of the West Virginia governor early this week saying, we've seen a 25% increase in deaths amongst vaccinated people. And in two months, a 25% increase in deaths amongst vaccinated people. straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement, and this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement, and it gives no choice between peace and war only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rev than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shotters around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. 
Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material competitions. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn they're spirits, not animals. And he said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness.